Also, Mama Love Papa, Papa Love Men would have been a much better rendition. Oh, intrigue. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Also Also. We are your hosts, Mara and Lainey. Hi. So meek. <laughs> so cute. Do you have to... Meek does not mean oh, cute. So what so the heck? Those to me. <laughs> Those to me. Okay. Anyway, uh, today's episode is going to be Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1, Part 2. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Um, it's a long title. So if you missed it, you should go back and listen to our previous episode, Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1, Part 1, where we covered the first four uh, episodes. I almost called Seasons. Whoops. Nope. Where we covered the four first four episodes of Volume 1, Season 4. And today we'll be covering the last three episodes. And theories. And Imagination. Oh my gosh. I said something at work the other day. One of my coworkers was like, I can tell if people were allowed to watch SpongeBob just by looking at them. Allowed? So she, yeah, allowed. So she turns to me and she goes, Mara, were you allowed to watch SpongeBob? I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I hate SpongeBob. The entire front line went silent. Oh no. I looked up and everybody was looking at me and I went, wow, that sounds very judgmental. And one of the pharmacists looked at me and said, we can't be friends anymore. I was like, okay, sounds good. Sorry, I hate SpongeBob. Wow. I'll, all I, I, I know that you hated SpongeBob. I remember that. <clears throat> I was pretty indifferent. Lindsay loved it. But I remember you and I were obsessed with the ripped my <laughs> pants episode i can still and sing we that whole song rewatched it so many times and memorized the song laney we made up a handshake to i'm a goofy goober oh my gosh you're right also that disc was the same disc with the hash slinging slasher on it and i blame that episode solely no it's not that one I mean, I don't like that episode. It scared me when I was young, but it's the episode. It's also the same disc where they go into the future and it's all like tin. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That is the whole reason I hate SpongeBob. That episode. Is it because it gives you like the same vibe as like being in a desert or is it? Yeah, kind of. It makes me feel dirty. (laughs) What? It makes me feel like I'm covered in popsicle melted popsicle what? on a hot summer day and then Why? i rolled around in dirt ew that's what trauma makes me feel like because of the d- <laughs> Lindsay and i had this conversation oh, the other day wow. okay <laughs> anyway back into it so um first and foremost we would just like to shout out our one and only tumblr follower um the wonderful daisy john cn uh left us a lovely message on my personal tumblr which is totally fine i don't mind talking to people um we just want to say thank you we really appreciate it it was great getting that message it really it really made our week um i'm glad that you're enjoying it i hope you like this episode just as much so me too i was very happy that was it was very exciting to see like the first follower also like a day later someone asked me if i shipped byler and it was the most stressful day and a half of my life trying to come up with the most succinct 
and honest answer I could. (laughs) (laughs) I was like typing it on my lunch break, which is why I didn't look at what theories I wanted to talk about because I was worried about that on my lunch break. (laughs) And it was stressful. I was really worried. I just, I wanted it to be, I wanted my point to be made clear, but I wanted to make sure that I wasn't accidentally being mean. Mm-hmm. So okay, well, share with us what your oh reply um, was. My answer. It's the wrong. I'm on the wrong Tumblr. Well, this just, is really just give confusing. us the gist. Basically, all I said was that I ship my leaven. I have since the beginning. It's just who I am. However, I understand why so many people ship Byler, and they are absolutely valid. Yeah, it is. It makes sense. I get it. It's valid that you ship them, and at the end of the day, I love them. So. And I just want all the characters to be happy, especially the kid characters. So if that's where the show goes, I'm not going to be angry, like at all. There's no reason to be angry about it. It's not necessarily my first choice, but it's not a bad choice. Okay. Okay. Technical well, difficulties nine minutes into this episode. <laughs> Every time. Let's dive right on in. That would have been funnier. Had we been talking not about this episode, episode five, but episode six called (laughs) The The Dive. Dive. I just thought about that too. Angry. Oh, angry. Oh my gosh. What? My phone only has 10%. It's going to die, guys. Mine only has 29. So (laughs) we're living large over here. Let me just turn the I watched a lot of reality TV today. Let me just turn airplane mode on. That might help. Airplane mode scares me. I don't know why. Um, all right. Okay. Episode five, the Nina Project. Bum, 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 bum. Oh my gosh, my show notes. Remember when I almost named my D and D character Nina, and you said mm, no. <laughs> I said no because I really like the name Nina, and it means a lot to me because of a certain book that I really like. So I would have a really hard time, especially if I'm going to be our dungeon master, not thinking of that character when I'm speaking to her. What book? A uh, gentleman in Moscow. Oh, okay. You're right. It makes me think of Diane Keaton's role character in Father of the Bride every time. Diane Keaton in Father of the Bride? Yeah. She's the mom? Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. Yeah, she is. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I love that. It also makes me think of Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. Let you go, Nina. I don't even know that much of that song, so good job. That's what I know of that song. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is the... Nina. <laughs> Nina. <laughs> okay. So Lainey made the show notes for this episode. It just this is the first time I'm looking at them. This is a real reaction right now. The so, first note, hold on. All it is is can we please stop hiding Will in a closet? Which given what we just discussed is like the funniest thing to me. I mean, come on. <laughs> By disclaimer by show notes because i feel like show notes is not the right way to talk about this it's an outline it's basically an outline of what we want to talk about for each episode and i i had a lot of fun with it um i was on the phone with mom and watching reality tv at the same time i was typing the beginning of this so it may be a little crazy but yes number one is can we please stop hiding will in the closet because it starts with um them at the, the the California kids as we've been calling them at the buyer's house in oh Lenora. they're the pizza party that's the like I think official fan oh, name that's is the pizza so party cute okay fine the pizza party that's fun <laughs> um 
It's like the Scoops Troop. Scoops Troop. Anyway, uh, they are at the buyer's house in Lenora, and Will and Mike are in Will's room. And no. they're... Yeah. Episode four starts off with the shootout. No, it didn't. Yeah, that happens in episode four. You're right. It's when they're in the desert in the junkyard and they're burying unknown hero hero agent agent man (laughs) who has an actual name and they say it in there, but I don't remember what it is. Okay. But anyway, they, we have just left the buyer's home in Lenora um, after the shootout. We are with Argyle in his van and we are all panicked. Um, I feel like we didn't talk about this last episode and we should have. Did we talk about it last episode? I don't talk remember about it. what about the like the way Will is looking at Mike and their whole conversation. No, I don't think we did. And I feel like we should have because I feel like it's a very big while it's silent, a very big character moment for Will and I think very revealing to the audience. Most importantly, we need to go back to um, episode four where they're <laughs> sitting in Will's room and Mike is like, whatever it is, we're going to do it together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Will's like, you know what I mean? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> they're like, they're, I can't even think. It's basically this season's version of Crazy Together, that conversation. But they say that they're going to, in season two. What? <laughs> after the Halloween, after trick-or-treating. And oh, Mike yes. and Will, okay. okay, that that's the Crazy Together scene. That's like the pinnacle scene. Yeah. Okay. And like, this is that. This is this season's version of that scene. Yeah. Because Mike's like, whatever happens, we're going to be on a team. That's what it is. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to be a team. And was like, yeah, cool. And Mike goes, cool. And it is like, <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be that It just, I can't even describe it, guys. It's so weird to me. Mara, I'm going to need you to get a dictionary and learn some fucking words. I don't know <laughs> words. I don't know words. I don't know who lets me you talk. finish maybe like a fifth of your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's almost like flirting. It's like, <laughs> yeah, a, I get what you're saying. Cool. 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 <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. It is Like funny. I keep picturing and it's so funny to me because it's like, it's so obvious. To me, What's it, happening? it was just like a tiny glimpse into the relationship that they used to have and the relationship that they always talk about that they have that we never get to see because, yeah, because this whole show is Will Byers Erasure. <laughs> Even though it's about <laughs> Will Byers. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell? But um, back to episode five. Now that I've gotten that off my chest. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. So we are in Argyle's van. We're all panicking. Unknown hero agent man dies. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Right? He has a name. They say it. Um, I literally just told you that. Wait, when? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. And then you were like, oh, we're going to cut a little bit of this out. <laughs> oh, I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> so because I saw someone that. on Tumblr, they were like talking about the B theory. How everybody mm-hmm. in a season that starts with a B dies. And so they were... Because they were saying, like, everybody's thinking that Eddie's going to die, that Eddie's going to be the Barb and Bob of this season, but Eddie is more vital to the plot than I feel Bob and Barb were. Like, not vital to the plot, because they were, but his character story is, we have a character story for him. Yeah. And 
someone was like, so he can't be the one, like it's one of the main reasons why he might not be one of the ones that dies because they just seem to be building him up more than they did the others. Plus he doesn't start with a B. And so everyone was like, also does no one remember the emotional journey we went on with the guy that saved us in Lenora and then <laughs> died <laughs> while bleeding out after giving us the only information he could like, no, nah, that man's the real hero. And they were like, I don't even know what his name is. We're going to say it's Barry because it starts with the B. But I actually, I keep thinking it's Gary. I don't think it is. It's like, I don't think we know his first name. We Wayner. hear his last name. Oh, I don't know. We hear both of their last names because the one girl. What's the one girl's name? What one That's girl? It's like, I'll go hold things down in Hawkins, who we like literally never see in Hawkins. Am I supposed once. to know her name? She says her name. And then she introduces the two agents. But I have terrible listening skills. <laughs> Horrible listening um, skills. Also, I realized while you were talking, because he kept saying Barb, that I have been way too into the D&D rabbit hole. And I just heard Bard every bard. time. Bard. I'm not talking bard. about my class right now. You said Bob and Bard. Barb. <laughs> and I was like, Bard. <laughs> anyway, so unknown hero agent man dies. Mm-hmm. Real sad. R.I.P. And he hands Mike the pen. And I did not understand. Like, I, that was not that it was like a big, like, plot twist or anything that the number was in the pen, but I didn't see that one coming. I didn't either. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like it was kind of obvious because it's not a big plot twist. Right. Like, and I don't also, think it was meant to be hidden. Unknown hero agent man gave. No try to write anything. He was just like, no, <laughs> here's the pen. Take my pen. Give me old Percy Jackson vibes. I'm going to start hiding notes and pens at work. Just sticking them in there. We have too many pens. That I don't think happen. they'll write if you put a note in it. I know. That's the point. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, and I think Argyle, because Argyle, panicking on panicking. <laughs> freaking out because someone just died in his he has van. no idea what's happening i and don't think they even explained to him what no. actually happened no ever. i don't think argyle knows shit <laughs> do you think he knows he's on his way to indiana i don't no. think he knew he was on his way to utah and that happened kid is always high and he's probably like why are we going to utah he probably believes the nintendo theory <laughs> but don't they tell him about 11 and all that shit do they i i want to say yes <laughs> Now I don't um, remember. But also, I have a really hard time following Argyle because he just speaks like nonsense that in hindsight makes sense. I think that's the point. Yeah. But that's the point of this whole like he's freaking out that someone died and Jonathan's like, just go get high. It solves everything. And then he makes a head, tries and to he make tr- a headstone. He's so sweet. And he puts their names on it. I'm going to put <laughs> who saved Jonathan, Will, Mike, and, and Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> and Jonathan's like, you're going to put our names on it? And Argyle's like, yeah, totally normal names. Yeah. Will, Maybe Jonathan, Argyle. Mike, but not Argyle. <laughs> it killed me. Um, and then, so they call the number. And Mike and Will have no idea what a computer is, apparently. <laughs> or what a dial-up tone is. You look so confused. No, I'm trying to think because I thought about that. Susie then said something when they were at her house. Someone said, what's the internet? And she said, "Um, like, it doesn't matter, but it's going to blow your mind or something like that. And it just kind of felt like a hint at the whole time warp theory to me. Like maybe 
I mean, I guess in this sense, then Susie would have to be in the know that she's in the past or something like that, which wouldn't make sense. But just like, and I get that she's like into technology. So of course she probably already knows about it. Yeah. But to me, it was just kind of like, a, no one knows what the internet is, but Susie randomly does and knows that it's going to be big. I, well, I mean, that's not really what these kids are into. I mean, yeah. But I also, I want to know how Jonathan knew what it was. And the other, t- the, the two nerds didn't. Um, Probably from working at the paper. Oh, shut up. Get out of here with your logic. Sorry. Talking to me about time theories. <laughs> and then I've got solid logic. <laughs> All right. So we leave them while they head to Utah. Um, and hopefully Argyle knows what's going on. Otherwise, this is a very strange sen- uh, way of kidnapping someone. <laughs> <laughs> it- Do you think they have the pizza? Yeah, oh they have. Do you think it got bled on? Probably. I think everything got bled on. I mean, he did die from blood loss. Yes, but were the pizzas back there or were they up front with Argyle? Does it matter? Yes, it does. I would say... Because can you still eat them? See, here are my two arguments. They go both ways. The pizza got bled on because we literally never see them eat the pizza or anything. But they didn't because they never have to stop for food, it seems. We don't we don't know if they didn't stop for food. We didn't see That's them travel to seems. Utah. Um What kind of pizza do you think they got? I don't care what kind of pizza they got. I kinda care what So we cut to um Eleven's part in this episode. Um Brenner's alive. Disgusting. Boo. We I feel like we knew that. I don't think I think it had always been highly speculated because of the modern or not the modern, but the kind of eighties horror movie um rule of if you don't see the body they are not like don't actually believe they're dead and we never saw brenner's body Mm -hmm. we just saw him get attacked by a demogorgon yeah so i think everybody always assumed he's gonna come back at some point i don't know why i just took it as common maybe just because i saw him in the first episode and i know it was a flashback but that to me just meant like yeah he's gonna have a part in this oh you meant in this season specifically yes yeah no obviously no, I, I knew what happened, but thank you for your explanation. Well, I thought you meant you didn't know if he had survived from the first season. No, I'm saying like technically we didn't know, but I just took it as like he's going to be in this season because of the first episode of this season. Yeah, I did too. Flashback. Was I not supposed to? I didn't say that. You, why are you so confused? I don't know. Oh my goodness. Anyway, and then he, and this is where I start to distrust Sam Owens again i don't know i don't know how to feel about sam owens i just don't i it's it seems to me it's one of those and i am very much this person so i can't say anything but like the ends justifies the means i do i'm that person to a certain extent i don't think i would be in this case don't re-traumatize a child he's a very morally gray character and it stresses me out most doctors are (laughs) that's fucking true scientists are and it, it, it just stresses me out because there are so many moments where I want to trust him. He does so much to make sure that the buyers and 11 are having like living a good life and that they're going to be safe. And I get that you're right. It is an ends justify the means. He knows that she can help save everyone and that she's probably their only answer. And he is very kind with her, calls her kiddo. And I mean, that might just be my own thing, but um. And- <laughs> You know, he tells her that he's he knows she's one of the good ones and stuff like that. And it doesn't seem like posturing or things you would say to get her to do what you want. They very much seem like he actually believes those things and he is that caring. 
But then he teams up with Brenner and I'm just like, ooh. And like, I still can't get over some of the things that happened in season two with him being Will's doctor. Yeah. And like the fact that they just tried to hide everything that was going on with the upside down from Hopper. Like that they knew that the gate was still open right. and everything was really annoying. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Right. Okay. So she comes face to face with Brenner. This is why I refuse trauma therapy. <laughs> and he makes her, like he says, I think I know how to get your powers back, which is scientist code for, um, I have a, I have a think thought and I, I don't, thought. I don't know if it's going to work, but I will do whatever the fuck I want to you to figure it out. Let's play. <laughs> and he, he shaves her head again, which I feel like I, unnecessary. I can't stand it. It and makes then, me angry. He puts her back into the water tank. Honestly, I could probably use with Honest, one of those. It's like if it was warm. For sure. And it's like, but it's like salt in it. Ew. So Lainey's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he makes her relive her memories. And you know what? That sounds a lot like trauma therapy and bringing back repressed memories, which there are theories on that. Go check out You're Wrong About the podcast. Um, but I just, as a person who was told by a counselor once that i need trauma therapy and i said that's expensive she said well i can't help you and i never got counseling again i could never i I didn't even think about the fact that it's like trauma therapy exactly like that and i'm dead inside (laughs) and then so she does her first round of it and she comes out and she wants to run away because she thinks that she killed all those kids Wants- I don't think she knows about that yet. Why is she trying to run? What, what bothered her so much that she wants to run away? Uh, Brenner's face. <laughs> she didn't know that, like, they, she oh, got there, saw sense. Brenner, yeah, so she, she tried to run away, and then they tased her, her, and then they shave her head and everything, yeah, so- and they stick her under, and then she tries to run away Wh- again. Yeah, which can't blame the kid, and she, like, temporarily has her powers because she's so scared. It's just that thing. one moment. And I think I touched on it in the first uh, part of this podcast. Um, but just like, I know I saw the note. <laughs> just the. In- so she they try and take her or they try and grab her. And she like obviously gains her powers back for just a few moments. Makes everything go berserk. You know, flings them aside and everything. And just her face afterwards is so relieved. Like she has been so pent up and has had no way to express it or no way to get it out. And her face just like falls and like, honestly, just like total. Oh, thank God. And I just want that. I think I would really vibe with having that moment for myself. It's the same kind of feeling and look like after you have like a really big cry, like in your car in the Walmart parking lot at night by yourself and you take the biggest cry ever just because you've like not been crying lately because so much stuff is stacking up and then you have like the crying hangover and then you take a deep breath and you're like, okay, rationally, I can work through this and it's going to be okay. I think to her, it was just a moment of, oh, I can't have this back. I don't like I I just think for her 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 powers are so tied to her emotions. Thank you Thanks. Peter. Peter. Peter? Maybe Peter. Peter? We don't know. If it's Peter. <laughs> anyway, um that she 
I mean, especially with the bullying and everything and then mm-hmm. Hopper dying and all that, I think she just didn't know what to do with herself. Mm-hmm. She didn't know. I mean, she doesn't know how to handle those emotions anyway, obviously. Right. And then to not have the one release that you have with those emotions, that would be the worst. I would go crazy. I'm yeah. surprised. Well, it, she kind of did. I mean, let's not forget the it, whacking Angela with the skate. Every time she tried to use her powers and she couldn't, probably felt like when you're about to sneeze and the sneeze goes away. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Like, that's exactly <laughs> what her face is. Yes. When you're trying to sneeze and you can't and then finally it happens. It's also the same. I've never tried. To you sneeze. know what I mean? It's when you have to sneeze and you can't and then uh-huh. you finally do. It's also the same look Mike has when she comes back in season two. I know. Just the relaxation, the like, oh. Yeah. You can breathe finally. Yeah. That's what it is. And I, mm, it triggers yeah. my brain and I'm like, I want that feeling. Thank you. But can we talk about, so in her little time warp, reliving repressed memory thing. So clearly we see like 11 as she is now because she is personally living that at the moment because she's trying to revisit that. Correct. The reflection shows BB 11. Mm-hmm. That shit freaks me out. I don't I don't fuck with reflections. Mm-mm. I don't like that. That's like okay. some straight up horror movie stuff. It bothers the shit out of me, especially because it's kids. Yeah. And it, it looks it doesn't look like 11 looking at tiny 11. It looks like a person who's stuck in the mirror looking at 11. Oh, I get what you're saying. That freaks me out. <laughs> Honestly, I want to like my butt is clenched. My butthole <laughs> is clenched. Right I'm now. so sorry. I'm not a big fan of the. Uh, the reflection situation in horror movies. It's not my least favorite trope on it. Well, it is. It's mostly just because it always comes with a jump scare. Yeah, it does. Those mirrors always happen when it's a bathroom and either they're looking in the mirror and then they bend down to wash okay. their face, brush their uh, teeth. Uh, we and... can't go into this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's um Eddie Casperat getting stabbed in the face. That jump scare never scared me, but I think it's because it's so funny. He just, it's ah, and then he hides behind the fucking shower curtain. We're going to leave Eleven there, because that's where they leave Eleven. I never want to leave Eleven with Brenner. Oh. I never want to leave Eleven behind. Um, And now we are in the armpit that is Mike Wheeler's basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Max. And we can't find Max. Um, Nancy wakes up. Max is gone. Because Dustin is a sleepyhead. Um, I can't blame him. I oh, it's the scene. Asleep. This is the part where everybody's in the Wheeler's basement. And I know that I, I know, obviously, that Nancy lives there, too. It is her house. And like Steve's her friend. <laughs> and like, obviously, the Wheelers know the rest of the kids. But it is just it's one of those. It's mm, it is just <laughs> so funny to me that they've all just been camping down there. They're all just living their little lives down there, even though Mike's not there. But the rest of them are there. It, it It's so funny to me. I love it more than anything. It's the same kind of comfort feeling and the same sort of attachment when someone comes over and takes their shoes off. Do you get what I'm saying? To me, you only yeah. take your shoes off at someone's house if you're comfortable, if you're comfortable there. Comfortable. I can't stand taking my shoes off at someone's house that I don't know. See, to me, I didn't think, oh, I can never take my shoes off at someone's house that I don't know. But it was... I would be so uncomfortable if someone that I was just acquaintances with came in and took their shoes off in my house. That's what I'm saying. You don't put really your feet know away. And so like just the comfort that and like the fact that we go upstairs and Max is just chilling with Holly eating breakfast. This is Karen will mom anyone. I love Karen so much. And she's like, I love you guys are sticking together. And like, so obviously she knows they're all down there and she thinks that it's because of that. But it's just like, it's this big medley of children just 
having only each other. And so they're just chilling in a basement and I love it more than anything. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. Um, so I love that Max says Holly lets her borrow her crayons, but, and that they're having fun, but Holly did not look like she was having fun. <laughs> Holly's using um, a light bright anyway. <laughs> we should, uh, get Holly some friends. Erica. I think everybody, I saw someone was like, I really wished that Holly and Erica were the same age so they yeah. could be like their own little crime fighting duo. Aw, that'd be so cute. But I think Holly's like a year or two I just, too young. I feel like at the age she is now, she's about the time Mike would have started hanging out with the boys and like they would have always been over. And you don't see Holly interact with anyone but her parents. Well, we never really see Holly. So maybe she does have friends and I'd like to see Holly more they're just not there i kind of wonder especially if the theories are right and karen ends up finding out since she has a character poster now she ends mm-hmm. up finding out this in volume two that holly will be brought in in season five i immediately rejected it though like i was like <laughs> i want it and then i'm like she's too small i think that it's very hard and i think this is why karen's gonna find out it's very hard to keep your family from those things yeah and so far they've managed to keep all parents except for joyce out of it yeah and and hopper obviously and i just don't think that can hold up for too long but karen's the most i mean in a nice way meddlesome of them all yeah i wouldn't say she's necessarily super meddlesome because she is very like you know, it was the 80s. My kids can run around yes, and do but stuff. Also, but she when, broke into Nancy's room with a bobby pin in season one. So okay, she's a little because meddlesome. Nancy was breaking down. And no, that's still not an excuse. I don't. I'm not saying it was an excuse. <laughs> I'm just saying Karen isn't like a helicopter mom. No, I know she's not a helicopter mom. So I, I wouldn't have called her meddlesome. I don't mean meddlesome. I mean, she I mean meddlesome in the way that like she takes an interest in their lives more than we see any of the other parents do. Not that I don't okay. think they don't. Yeah. I'm just. You just get to see I it. I see Karen doing it. I think more. part of that is because she, two of her kids are involved. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, because you see a lot of that with Joyce and two of her kids are involved. Um, The Sinclair's kids. Both of them are involved. Now. But they weren't always. And Erica, I still feel like, is behind on some stuff. Yeah. Because they try and keep her out of it because she's so young. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so Max has all those creepy little drawings and she's all, I thought it would help, but they just like, she's like alluding to the fact that she thinks that she's a terrible artist and like, ma'am, you just didn't know what you were drawing. Did you, did you see those pictures? Cause they didn't look bad. Like they looked like they had a purpose, but, uh, Nancy goes on Nancy drew, um, and puts the puzzle together and. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the paper dolls. I don't know why, but like the, <laughs> okay. when she folds the house up and puts it down, it makes me think of paper dolls. That's funny. That's just honestly. An but the thing I take away from that the most is that Max has the ability to see what she's remembering in her mind and translate it to paper. And if I had a dollar, no, no, if I had a penny <laughs> for every image I have had imprinted in my brain that I have wanted to create in some media, whether it be drawing or paint or even on a computer fuck me it's not happening i cannot do it i do not know how to translate it in my head i'm picturing it i know exactly how it needs to be created to translate it on the paper and then i go to do it and my brain doesn't connect to my hand these don't connect and so i don't do it these don't connect (laughs) they don't um i get you i also just have a problem with like maybe i'm just not a good human being but um not in like a i'm a terrible person <laughs> where's this going mean, like when i'm in a moment i don't 
pay attention to my surroundings all that much at all times. Oh, okay. So I would I would have been like, I saw Vecna. That was oh, about it. Oh, I get what you're saying. If you had been Max... Yeah, no. I would, I would not have remembered a single thing. Oh, my gosh. When mom was watching it the other day. And so... So we're watching it. Oh, this is back to the episode four. So we're watching with our mom. This is the first time she's watched it. And it's the scene where Max is getting Vecna'd and she falls on the ground and gets dragged for a little bit. And our mom was losing her shit. It was so oh, funny. But she was just like, no, the minute I hit the ground, done. You can take me out. I don't care. Make it quick. I gotta go. I can't survive after having touched that ground. I've been in it now and my life is over. And I could not breathe. I was oh, laughing was so, so hard. <laughs> she was so ridiculous. We had to pause it for like 15 minutes because to she calm was down. freaking out. She's going, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> Uh, anyway oh my god it was it was relatable though <laughs> was, i'm as, surprised you hadn't had the same reaction who, well, see if i see people touch dirty things it doesn't bother me but if i touch something like even just doing dishes or like deep cleaning i want to burn my skin off because it will never be clean again you need to see i need to see help <laughs> but again i don't want to go to trauma therapy <laughs> then again have you heard the shit that comes out of my mouth yes unfortunately <laughs> rude so they find out <laughs> quit reading ahead <laughs> they nancy puts together that it's creel house and they decide to go there and honestly creel house more like creep house uh but <laughs> did you see that thing it looks straight up i'm telling you creel house maybe when it's actual creel house doesn't make me think of american horror story but when it's abandoned and they break the window makes me think of american horror story not um, me it just doesn't i don't know why it does um i hate that show it just bothers me. It's one of those shows that, like, it's creepy gross. And uh, clearly I have a problem with gross things and wanting to burn my skin off. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I like that Robin, they're looking for a key. And Robin just throws, she picks up a rock and says, found the key. And it's like, Robin, do you know how to be any less high key? <laughs> like, no. And she just tosses it. It's all or nothing And with right her. through the stained glass. Like, I know no one wants to buy the house. People died there. But the stained glass... They jump off into different groups and Steve pulls Amara and goes, <sighs> Mara sighs all the time. She doesn't think she does. She goes, I'm just breathing. I, I am. You happen to do it right after I say something and you go quiet and then you go, <sighs> and yeah, I go, because did you just sigh? You go, I just have to breathe. <laughs> because I've gotten really worked up and I have to take a deep breath. It's not me sighing. So you'll like, pay attention to me. I don't think it it's is you- me. So I'll pay attention. I think it's that you're mad at me and you want me to know. No, it's that (laughs) I've gotten worked up and I need to take a deep breath. So I take a deep breath. If you ever know Mara, if you ever get that very fun. If you're unfortunate enough to ever (laughs) have to be in my presence. Shut up. I don't like. No. Anyway. Oh, dang. She got angry. Uh, Well, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Mara sighs constantly. Uh, You can't go three minutes without going. I can't get it's air to my like, lungs. It's why she's Ross from Friends. It's <laughs> why we say she's the Ross. Um, That's just going to make everybody hate me. Hi. <laughs> well, you try Hi. to make them. Anyway. Uh, so No. They I think sp- everybody does hate me. They split off into groups of two. Clearly, Lumax goes together. That's what I wanted to call them. I thought you were going to say Luna Lovegood. And I was like, what nope. are you getting at here? Absolutely not. But Lumax goes off together. Cutie little beans. And then, 
Nancy and Robin stick together because Ronance. No. Because <laughs> I I just refuse it. I'm sorry. Um, so they go off together because they've kind of been sticking together anyway. And then and because <laughs> it'd be choice. weird if Dustin went with one of the two of them. Like they're I don't not think that so. close. But Steve and Dustin go together and Steve sighs and Dustin goes, Did you just sigh? And Steve <laughs> goes, I didn't sigh. <laughs> and it's it is the exact conversation you and I have every we single time. We are Dustin time. and Steve at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because you're Dustin and I'm Steve, but Steve's the one that sighs. One hundred percent. I am also really just half Dustin, half Steve on any given day. Yeah. I really actually I really make up Scoop's troop. Minus Erica. I'm not Erica in any... She's too cool for me. But I really... My my psyche makes up Scoop's troop. Yeah, it does. It's it kind of... Really it's kind does. of terrifying. <laughs> um, and then uh, they do the fun little lights move around thing. Do you think they thought it was fun, Lainey? No. Um, I'm not saying... I'm saying fun ironically. Oh, um, okay. But this it didn't scene, sound like it. This scene really makes me miss... The simple life that was season one and Joyce with her Christmas lights and her little cupboard talking to her son. Um, because this one was a really fucked up game of tag. <laughs> and I didn't like it. Um, I literally wrote, I miss Joyce and her Christmas lights, but go off on your flashlight game. Tag, you're it, Vecna. <laughs> I'm sorry you all have to hear that. <laughs> Okay, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, I hate it. And it of course, it leads to the freaking attic. Yeah, because everything leads to, to an attic. attic. Also, can we just talk about for a minute how Steve walks out of that room that Dustin's in because a spider gets he in his hair or whatever. Him. He just leaves him. And then he goes off somewhere and you don't know if he goes back, but somehow all of a sudden they're back. Well, no, the, he doesn't go. I think he went off into like a little side room and then he ends up in the hallway, which know. is still connected to the room to Dustin's in because I think Dustin comes out of the I don't know. Do you know what that scene reminds me of? What? Clue. I get that. When Where they're they like all investigating. Go off and, yeah. yeah. That's what it makes me think of. That makes sense. I thought for sure there was going to be more shenanigans because of that. No, I didn't think there was going to be more shenanigans. <laughs> I saw someone that was like, <laughs> this generation will never understand the pain that it took to have to record your favorite song on a loop on one tape and then if you didn't have the automatic rewind cool mixtapes you had to rewind the whole thing for 40 <laughs> minutes for 40 minutes i could not have survived <laughs> um i do like when lucas and max are walking around and she has to rewind it and she's scared she's gonna get sick of it and he's like no you won't Kate Bush, you'll never get sick of that. And she's like, you like Kate Bush? And he's like, I do now because she saved your life. And it's like, honestly, <laughs> Lucas and Max are the like the most, I don't even know, like a well-rounded couple in the entire world. Like, yeah. they're just so cute. Yeah. And they just like, they just get it more than I feel most young couples do. They're, they're one of those couples that's going to be together because they're already an old married couple. And I just feel like they're going to be together. And when they're 80, people are going to be like, Oh, did you two just start dating? It's like, no, we've been dating since we were ten. <laughs> we're ten. I think they were older than ten, but they sure. were. That's not the point. Um, and then we have our other band of bitches. Uh, <laughs> a band of bitches led by okay. Jason, who apparently was the swim team captain. 
because uh, he's a Steve Harrington wannabe. Did you see him swim? He swam oh. straight to a boat that was on a motor. <laughs> I do remember you saying um, that in the episode. Lainey went, oh, look at this Steve Harrington wannabe. And so anyway, the basketball guys, the balls and laundry basket guys, <laughs> um, go and find Eddie at Reefer Rick's. Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they go find Eddie at Reefer Rick's. And poor Eddie, Eddie Spaghetti, is terrified out of his mind, gets in the boat, which, like, good thinking, I w- didn't know where he was going to go. I kind of just expected him to run away, but he was like, no, I'll get in the boat and draw attention to myself. But, you know, A plus for trying. Oh, Reefer Rick's would be a really nice place for a sandwich shop. It really would be. Uh, on the reef. Reefer yeah. Rick's. Oh, so I said the balls and laundry basket squad find our number one boy, Eddie. But then B is hashtag row, row, row your boat, Eddie. Why are you like this? Because I'm fucking funny. I'm you not are hilarious. Lie. I'm funny. Oh my gosh. But anyway. You still skipped the Russians. God damn it. We'll get to them last. So Eddie's in his boat and the motor's not really working. And then he gets it to work. Somehow little Jason can swim faster than a boat can run. And he catches up to Eddie, but... He's not running the boat. He's rowing the boat. Shut up, Mara. <clears throat> I would never get that boat I'm saying, to like, the motor was running. No, it wasn't. Not yet. Um, I don't think he ever got the motor to I run. I thought he did. No. Because I, I couldn't watch the scene because I was terrified... You thought he was going to get cut. ...that Jason was going to get caught in the motor, and um, it was going to be disgusting. No, but the motor never went on. And then something worse happened, and our dear sweet Patrick, who deserved better from everyone... Was Vecnud. He did deserve better, but also he was kind of a dick. He was, but also not that like, that means he didn't deserve better. He, I'm was, just saying he was abused. Kind of a dick. So yes, also someone pointed out, and I didn't catch it until we were watching it with Mom. He clearly has a past alcohol problem that he's gotten help for several times, and yeah. that's where I think that's what most people thought his trauma was coming from. Um, obviously, he was abused. Clearly. But- uh, yeah, so when we are coming up on him in the car and he starts to get the nosebleed, you can hear his thoughts. His dad is saying, were you out drinking again? And you, you know, you've gotten help so many times or something like that. Which is sad considering he's, you know, like a senior in high a school. A BBBB? Um, oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, Patrick gets taken by Vecta. Um Jason sees this and somehow thinks that Eddie is still behind it. I honestly thought this was going to absolve Eddie. Me too. And Jason would suddenly be on our team, which like, I don't want it. I don't want him. But but... also, I wouldn't be angry if him and Eddie started dating. Anyway. (laughs) I wouldn't be angry. No, I would be angry because the the bully and the bullied should never get together. Okay, you are It's the same problem with Adam and Eric from Sex Education. Yeah. Where, like, I like that, like, them, but then I, I'm like, no, but that's still not okay. Yeah. Like, I would never, like, if Eric were my friend in real life, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, not this podcast. So <laughs> We'll get there eventually. Maybe. Eventually. We still have a whole season yeah, of that Yeah, I know. Ugh, don't talk to me. So Instagram to still tries to ruin it for me. I don't use social media, so <laughs> I can't that's... say the same. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did. I expected this to be where, like, Jason was like, clearly Eddie's not doing this. Right. 
But instead, he was like, clearly, Eddie's Eddie made a deal the with the devil. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> this went in a w- different turn. <laughs> I guess if you're religious, you would see it that way. Whereas, Is he religious? I don't know if we ever um, were explicitly told that he was religious. Um, he's a white boy in the Midwest. Chrissy, baby. I love you, baby. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Chrissy, I, I love, love you, baby. baby. Oh, I hurt my chest. Uh, oh, my God. Time. Mom hated Jason more than we did. Oh, she did. She also hated Angela more than we did. She did. Yeah. It's probably because mom has kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she true. hates the bullies more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was I was so worried when Angela started talking and said, the, thing, said the, the whole dead dad oh. comment. I was like, first of all, mom wasn't handling Angela well anyway. <laughs> and then that part was coming up and I went, oh, no, 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 no. This is not going to be good. And that was, it was not pleasant. So we had a bad reaction to Angela making the dead dad comment because uh, we Obviously. have a dead father. Uh, my father joined the, the circus. S- my father joined the circus. <laughs> anyway. Um, Wrong Finwoof Harp. But nine months after our father died, our mom's father, our grandfather, died. 2016 was a bad year, guys. <laughs> 2016 sucked. Okay. So that's, and then. Um, guys, I made a boo-boo, and I skipped ahead past the whole Russian storyline of this episode. V, sorry. Um, <laughs> most people although, wanted to. It's yeah, fine. I was going to say, I don't think most people would have even realized. Oh, so, no, wait, no, not this. Okay. Um, They are in the plane, Murray and Joyce. Joycey. Oh, <laughs> Murray in that coat looks like Harry Styles. Can we talk about that? <laughs> i get it gives me harry styles vibes. it does also remember you're murray and i'm yuri yeah that sudden realization the other day was very unfortunate <laughs> anyway so joyce and murray are tied up in the plane and she is like talking to him and they're trying to get yuri's attention and they can't and i'm like this is me anytime Mara talks to me literally can't hear a thing <laughs> What is that supposed to mean? Every time you talk, I go, what? And you're like, <laughs> and you repeat yourself and I go, what? And you're just like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, because I'm either too loud or you can't hear me. <laughs> Which is funny because you say that I don't know how to whisper, but also I can't talk loud enough. <laughs> um, So I just think it's funny. And they use like the peanut butter to escape. Um, This was just like a huge peanut butter ab. Ab? Abd. Ab. And it really made me want peanut butter. I'm not a big peanut butter I now want peanut butter again. Um, Mara learned that peanut butter used to come in glass jars. That was very confusing she, for me. She, she straight up paused it, looked at me and went, did <laughs> peanut butter come in glass jars? And I was like, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> evidently. Not Listen, really that I know. I am easily surprised. And then you remembered that the almond butter we get comes in a glass jar. And you yeah, went, oh. I was very confused because I didn't think it was possible for peanut butter to come in a glass jar. <laughs> but I make bougie PB&Js <laughs> and it comes in a glass jar. So, <laughs> um, And then Murray... Kung Fu fights. Everybody Yuri. wants Kung Fu. I get your fighting. I get your I get your joke now. You didn't get it? I didn't get it at first. I just thought people were fighting. No. Um so they f- Murray fights him up. and Murray's little my arms are like blood, and my fingers are like arrows and my legs are you know like what it makes something. Me think of? Um like an eagle with the face of a monkey. I fly. <laughs> <laughs> it does. The same energy. But Murray just cracks me up in this scene. And then Joyce is just like kind of trying to get the gun, but also holding on for dear life. But I don't know about you. Film has given. Phil? Film? 
ma 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 got you um with an m film has just given such a false representation as to how many people would survive a crash landing (laughs) oh my gosh did you notice that when they're in the plane on their way to alaska and the woman tells her to put her seatbelt on she goes like this is really going to save me Mm -hmm. and then they end up crashing Crashing. a plane later oh that was really all i had to say about that oh okay i had some oh did you know that the guy who plays murray is actually training in karate i did i read that that he did more training than what was required yep i love it when actors do things like that so we're on to episode six the dive and we are you know we've just had eddie escape on not the boat he swam away he he's a little mermaid um and then we have our group of teens with lumax and stuff and dustin oh i love dustin they're teens now they're all teens we have one of our groups of teens <laughs> one group of teens erica's the only and kid. one adult steve's an adult he's still 19 is he 20 he's 20 he would have been 18 in season three. No, no season, two, season two. 19 season three, 20 season four. Depending on when his Depending birthday on, is. Depending on, yeah. <laughs> and I called it Operation Makeout. I mean, save Eddie at School Rock. Isn't it called School Rock? Yeah. But uh, because it's Steve's makeout spot. It's the town's makeout spot. Yeah, but Steve found it. Yes, I know. So, and so my first question is, did Steve ever take Nancy there? intrigue she doesn't say anything about it so right i feel like and i feel like that's not a nancy thing also i just feel like so much of their relationship went from being like they were kind of hanging out for like a week and then all of a sudden you're being a dick to me and here's this like life-altering like crazy government supernatural sci-fi thing that's going on in our lives and then a month where she waits for jonathan to decide to date her and then she starts dating steve but by that point it is so like drenched in trauma <laughs> that i don't think they were just having makeout dates at school rock <laughs> no but he also talks about how nancy is different yeah and which it's like okay steve way to play into the you're not like other girls um but i don't think that i don't think that's it. but that's how it kind of comes across. i think she was just the most different girl he'd ever dated i think he was like she's not the kind of girl that i would want to take to school rock she's not the kind of girl i just want to make out with i don't think she did things i mean i think she did some things to impress him but i'm just saying i don't think and i mean i'm not saying that the other girls did this i just don't think that she was trying to play into what she thought steve would like right um also i love the throwback because when we're trying to find school rock Dustin has the compass and it's doing the wonky thing. And it's such a throwback to season one. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But also, can we just bring Mr. Clark back? Ugh, I wish. Like he was here for season three. Dustin, your compass is going. What is it? What does she say? Your dump- Your compass is going something with a capital. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Uh, it kills that. me every time. She's so funny. Um, And then we, because the compass is freaking out. Steve's like, no, I know where we're going. And he and Dustin have, you know, their grandpa fight. (laughs) And it's a game of male ego versus science. And male ego won as per fucking usual. Wow. I'm just saying. (laughs) So not that I'm on like the side of science either. (laughs) (laughs) That was very Alexis of you. (laughs) Anyway, so they find Eddie at School Rock. And then... They figure out that... Why do they go back to Lover's Lake? 
Oh, because they're because like, well, they let's figure out where the compass is going. They realize there's a gate yeah. there. And they end up back at Lover's Lake. And it's like, first of all, how did none of you know you were headed right back to it? Especially since, like, they Eddie did. just came from that direction. No, they get to the lake and they go, wait, this is Lover's Lake. Which is so confusing to me. Okay, here's where I'm a little confused. Because in that scene, specifically, they say, well, what makes a compass go crazy? And in season one, it was because there was a gate that was controlling the compass that was like... It's because of like the magnetic field. Right, exactly. And so that's how Dustin was like, well, what if he's creating a gate when he uh, kills, right? He doesn't say that there. He doesn't? Does he just... Does, no, that's he after just saying, they're in the upside down. So he's just what? So he's just thinking that maybe the, there is another there is gate, gate created he's and then it like takes them gate. to Lover's Lake. Okay, yeah. that's... Okay, that makes more sense because I was like... If you say it there, and then in the next episode or whatever, when they're, he's never in the upside down, but when the teens are in the upside down and they're in the buyer's house, then he says the thing about how, oh, maybe yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. You, I just was confused because I was like, the, like you had the same thought process twice mm-hmm. and they tried to pass it off as a new thought. They didn't, they tried to pass time. it off as <laughs> Dustin thinks, thinks that there's randomly a new gate, which is clearly leading into the new plot. But also... The mention of Lover's Lake makes me miss Bob Newby. Oh, RIP because Bob. when he's doing the little um, tunnel thing, it's Will's map. He goes, this is Lover's Lake. And every so time I hear them say it. Lover's Lake, I just hear I Bob's hear, voice. Yeah, I hear Bob too. Yeah. Makes me miss Bob Newby. Superhero. And then we have the best part of this episode. Steve's chest hair. Oh. <laughs> and he's... Dustin's talking about how Steve says the girls dig chess hair. And then Max takes the binoculars and just stares. At Steve's <laughs> she's just like quiet about it. Which is funny because Max never gives any like indication that she's into Steve. And I, clearly she's not or that she finds him attractive. But then she's just like, yes. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that like <clears throat> she's a young girl and he's a. I think she's just trying to like poke fun at the boys a little bit. Your mom's chest hair. That was the note <laughs> I put on it. Your mom's chest hair. <laughs> and um, so after we're done gawking at Steve's chest hair, which I will never be done. <laughs> I don't want to be done. Um, Steve jumps. He. This is where we find out Steve's, Steve was the swim captain. Because he's, co-captain. they're like, fine, co-captain. Still a captain. Um, so they're trying, a lifeguard. Hot. They're trying to figure out. Who is going to go down and see what's going on down there? And if there's a gate. Going down, and down, and in and You interrupt me one more time. No I'm quitting. So sorry. <laughs> and they're kind of like discussing who's going to go down there. And he says, well, it's going to be me. And they're like, no. Da, da, da. And he's like, have any of you ever held your breath for a certain amount of time or whatever? And so he goes down. And clearly we see that he finds the gate. They're like, it's been over a minute. Should we, should, should, should we send someone after them? And he... I'm sorry. Everything you say is reminding me of a song. <laughs> anyway, so he resurfaces, and we all know, like <laughs> we all know, because we see the tentacle coming. We call them vines, but it's a they call them tentacles too. Is it a vine or a tentacle? I feel like underwater it would be a tentacle. Um, I think I'm gonna ca- keep calling them vines because it's less creepy. Yeah. Well, mom's convinced that they're snakes, so <laughs> she also kept calling them limbs. She, well, she kept, she was saying when it opens its mouth. If it opens its mouth, I'm like, mom, it doesn't have <laughs> a mouth. Open its mouth, it doesn't have a mouth. <laughs> she also was like that eight-legged thing, and I'm like, mom, it's they're not legs. They're not legs. They're vines. 
They're just attached to him. They're not legs. Vecna does walk on two legs. Count them. Two legs. Two. He is a biped. <laughs> Calm down. Wow. I'm so Science. smart. <laughs> the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> anyway. Um, so clearly we know because we can see the vine coming up to grab Steve that he's going to get pulled under. And you're just like screaming at Steve because he's just like chilling. Like, ah, I went for a nice swim. Like, dude, someone just died there. Bruh, I um, can't open my eyes underwater. I'm not going to lie to you. All water to me is dead body water and it bothers me. And uh, then we have Jason at the town hall meeting. No. And of course, using everything that a boy of his privilege and at this time would have, he starts a fucking mob. A mob. Mob mentality based on the idea that a board well, it's not really a board game but that a game it's a tabletop role-playing a game tabletop role-playing game dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons has caused people to make deals with and become possessed by the devil bro you gotta believe in the devil for that shit to happen and start killing people and then he's convinced that eddie is stuck in the game and that he thinks it's real life and it's like dude you are more fucked up than eddie at this point because you have it so twisted in your mind that you have now made up that he is insane he's a murderer and he's playing a live action role-playing game in real life and now we need to get the whole town together and have a talk with a crowbar with him the tire iron (laughs) um beauty and the beast vibes btw jason is gaston eddie is the beast chrissy was beauty bell you know what i mean rb chrissy but i said sure i say christy no and then we have the demobats and i said demobats gross demodogs cute 10 out of 10 would feed nougat (laughs) 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 because i could not help myself that's so funny the demodogs were at least kind of cute mom kept calling them demi Demi bats. Demi dogs. The Demi dogs. The Demi Gorgon. The Demi Gorgon. <laughs> no. Which, I mean, we did have a plant called the Demogorgon and we called her Demi. Demi. R.I.P. Demi. I know. She did so well for so long. I'm so bad at succulents and she was great. She, was she survived for like two years. Two years is not a long time for a plant. It's a long time for me when it comes to succulents. Yeah, that's true. Usually they don't last like two days. Let's, let us not forget the succulent graveyard we had on our wall <laughs> for like two years. Oh, Alabama. Aw, Letitia. <laughs> Eddie was in there. We Renal- had- no, it wasn't Re- was it Ronaldo? I don't think it no. was. It was Ricardo. Ricardo. <laughs> what is wrong with us? And then we are in Utah with our Monday Mr. Mom, a.k.a. <laughs> Susie's dad. Who? Okay. So here we step into my literal worst nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> I swear if I walked into a house that had that many kids, I, nope, there is nothing that could keep me there. I would have turned around and left. I would have let them do their own thing. I've been like, I'm going to sit in the car. Thanks. There's dead pizza in there. So dead pizza. What's was thinking, dead pizza? I was thinking of it in restaurant terms. Oh, like dead food. <laughs> like dead food. Might be. <laughs> dead pizza in there. Um, Maybe when I say the Dead Pizza Society. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, a spoof on the Dead Poet Society, but it's the Dead Pizza Society. That is horrible. Horrible. No one should ever do that. I'm sorry I made that joke. 
Where did I hear that recently? Where they went, it's horrible. I don't know. What was I watching? I don't know. It was something. I believe that. <laughs> it's horrible. I feel like the more I say it, I should get it, but I'm not. No, please stop. Anyway, something tells me. So they're talking to Susie. Well, first. We have Susie, to f- do you copy? We have to find Susie. Yeah, and so we have to go through the maze of children. <laughs> Mars works. Mars is not my kids. Um, I just don't vibe with kids. Okay. She she really can't hold a conversation with them. Because I don't. I don't. I want to talk to them like they're to tiny adults. adults but I also know, th- and like, I think it's funny when people talk to children like they're tiny adults. And I think children appreciate it on some level. But also, like, my brain will not talk to them like they're adults. Right. And I think everything yeah. I say sounds fake. Mara, Mara's the kind of person, she doesn't say adult sentences to them, but she says it with an adult tone. Yes. That <laughs> so is it's very like true. Baby talk with an adult voice. Yes. Um. Anyway, so we have the kids that are doing like the filming the filming the like the death scene and mara pointed out and i agree and i'll never unsee it that that had to have been the duffers i just think that that's what the duffers were like when they were kids i just feel like that little boy was designed after the duffer brothers just chilling and making movies argyle i don't remember the sister's name eden eden oh my gosh he's argyle just like immediately in enamored like literally the definition of love in first sight he sees her and he's just like <gasps> eden gives me very lydia from beetlejuice vibes i agree but i i really hope argyle and eden make it <laughs> i kind of hope she comes with us me too i hope she joins the pizza party i kind of like her more than susie I know you don't like Susie. I love Susie, and I hope Susie joins the pizza party, too. It's not that I dislike too. Susie. It's just that I'm kind of like, eh. Okay. <laughs> Lainey's just annoyed that she decided she needed a song. Different. <laughs> no, actually, watching that part, again, that was actually adorable. Horrible. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> Anytime I say or, I'm going to think of it. It's horrible. It, I watched it recently. <laughs> okay, I get it. We're moving no, on. No, I'm going to freak out. It's horrible. Please stop. Oh, no. It was from Ladies and I knew it. I knew it. You kept doing it. And I was like, I know for a fact that it was Jerry, Jerry from Ladies and Tangents. <laughs> but I don't know how I know that. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> so this house is pure chaos. And I would have this house is pure better. Chaos. I would have better chances of surviving Vecna than I would walking into Susie's home. <laughs> yes, th- that's what it. That's it. That's like, the comparison. I would, it's just, I would rather be in Vecna's lair. No, that's mean. It's that's insensitive. That's very insensitive. It is the overstimulation of all the noise and all the things that are happening. And I can't, it reminds me of Nanny McPhee and it makes me want to vomit. <sighs> Nanny McPhee was so good. Oh, Thomas no. Brody Sangster, man. Okay, that movie. Gives me trauma vibes. Really? Sticky popsicle with dirt. <laughs> it does not give me that vibe, but okay. Um, And then, so they're telling Susie about American Tendo. Ameri- American Tendo. Yeah, American Tendo. Ameritendo. Amer- no, they call it American Tendo. American. Because the N starts the Tendo. American Tendo. Because it's like Nintendo. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> I know I they say that in the I show, said, but it's dumb. I said that and I was like, how would she ever believe that? And I went, wait, we would call it something that's stupid. Yeah, we would. And I want to see her and Dustin interact in real life. I do too. I also just want a sitcom about her family. No. Like that. I'm sorry. They are sitcom gold. 
No. But also... That kid who keeps turning the power off? My worst nightmare. Oh, what is his name? Cornelius. He's... Cornelius, you're alive! I thought about that this morning. That's trauma vibes. That... No, for you and Lindsay, not for me. That is the song that would get me out of Vecna's Curse. Literally, if I'm hanging there in Vecna's Curse like a damn puppet... Like a damn puppet. Or Jesus on the cross, and I... That's what it reminds me of. Everybody thinks of Marionette, but I think of Jesus on the cross. Do they throw their hands out? No, they're down here, but that's well, not the point. Not that's, not the, that's not the point. Anybody's hanging in the air, it's Jesus on the cross. Moving on. If I were hanging there and I immediately heard the end of Thumbelina, where Thumbelina and Giacomo start, where Giacomo starts going, let me be your wings. Just that part. And then she's singing it. And then Cornelius comes out and he's like, um and i'll never never let you fall oh my god my (laughs) you just took your headphones off i can't i can't i cannot my butt just (laughs) butt my heart falls out of my butt that's what it is i i'm like worked up right now thinking about are you sweating now too oh my gosh (laughs) i love that scene so much true Um. love guys that's what true love is anyway i'm gonna watch that now i can't watch the movie because of a the beetle and the mole. And Mr. Mole. And the frogs. And the frogs. They're all creepy. I know exactly why you and can't like, watch it. And like, I'm not going to lie. This movie has, like, sex trafficking vibes. They use all the kids to concoct this plan, and Susie gets into her dad's office, and she calls the computer. And they find out the... They find the coordinates, and it's in Nevada. And I put hashtag my heart is in Ohio, but black, like, crossed out Ohio and put Nevada. <laughs> My heart is in Ohio. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of the title of it for a second. Ohio is for lovers. Mm-hmm. Nevada is for lovers. And then, and then we move on to Eleven. We're back with Eleven, our girl. And I said one. I mean, Peter <laughs> gives me the ick. Spoiler alert, guys. Okay. Don't listen to this if I, you haven't seen the whole season. I totally called that. So he puts the chip on the one. But even when he was sitting with her and he says... He's talking about one. I looked at you and I said, he's one. He's one. Oh, dead ass. You did. I did. 100% did. And I feel like, I feel like it was obvious. Do other I people thought, feel like it was obvious? I thought that was obvious. Like when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And I thought it was obvious that Henry was Vecna. I don't yeah. think I got until about the time that they were about to start the story that Henry was Vecna. Or I, that Henry was one. I thought one was Vecna. I didn't know Henry was Vecna. Until the end when he talks about it. Okay. So you didn't know Henry was Peter was Vecna. Yeah. But you knew Peter was one was Vecna. Yes. I did. I knew Peter was one and I knew Henry was Vecna, but I didn't know Henry was Peter was one was Vecna. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is fun. And then so Eleven's obsessed with like the Plinko game. Yeah, because and it's it makes Plinko. me think of Mara. Mara used to be obsessed with the Plinko Price is was right. my favorite game. She loved Plinko. She loved Bob Barker. I loved Bob I Barker. I just remember you sitting there being like, "The Price is Right." <laughs> Listen, that's what I watched in the morning before it's I went to school. So that funny. and Saved by the Bell. And then when I wasn't watching Saved by the Bell or Price is Right, I was watching either Charmed or <laughs> CMT's Top Twenty Countdown. Oh my gosh, I remember watching. And that's how I learned time. about Taylor Swift. The greatest love of my life. <laughs> Dead ass. Besides my cat. And my niece is a nephew. And Peter's telling her, Brenner lies. He says, Papa lies. Yeah, because he tries like, to say he's Papa. Yes. 
Papa does lie. Papa does lie. Sounds like Papa a country does song. Lie. Cause your mama don't dance <laughs> and, and your daddy, daddy don't rock and roll. I was oh, thinking mama more, loved Papa, but Papa, Papa loved Papa loved Mama. Mama loved, loved men. Anyway, so Peter is telling her Papa lies, and I'm like, yeah, I do believe bread or lies. I, I do believe in fairies. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, absolutely I, not. I do know that bread or lies, but also I feel like Peter lies. I'm like Peter. You lying. He's not lying to her about this. You're making this okay, up. Okay. Again, I'm going to point out, we don't know that he's his name is Peter. We just well, know I'm he's calling him orderly. Peter. From now on, he's orderly Peter. Okay. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> Deadass. So they, <laughs> at one point, Brenner, the only time they mention his name, Brenner goes, Peter, Alec, is everything all right out there or whatever? And Lainey paused it and went, <gasps> Peter, because he's Jace from City of Bones. And he mentioned him with an Alec. <gasps> she was like, I just thought so it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Okay? So funny to me. Anyway, and then we finally get in her flashbacks, like we see more interactions with the other kids. First of all, two is a motherfucker. And <laughs> I was trying to think of like a nicer word. And that was the nicest I could come up with. <laughs> so two and his band of bullies is so mean to Eleven. And so the orderly tells her to think of a memory that makes her angry and sad. And it's like, before he tells her that, Eleven seemed weak AF. Like, she seems kind of weak. Like, she can't make the light go around the thingy. You know? Yep. And then he tells her to think of that memory. And clearly Brenner understands and he's mad. And also, like, she's the only one that he talks to when he's putting the blindfold on. What? I have a question uh-huh. about the kids' powers. Uh-huh. No. I don't know. I know you don't know, but I need to phrase. I need to put this question out there in the world. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Beautiful. Because first of all, well, we see Eleven and she's telekinetic, and so I think from there we probably assumed all of the kids were telekinetic. But then we see Collie, and she's got different powers of illusion, right? So then you think, okay. Each kid has different powers. And you have to figure there's some overlap. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not thinking that they all have one unique power. I don't think they're the X-Men. But then we get to this season in the lab. And they all seem to be telekinetic. With no hint of illusion. Which is confusing. But also, when he's talking to Ten in the beginning of the first episode... 10 is trying to find someone with his mind which is a very upside down 11 11 thing and as far as we know 11 is the only other one that does she doesn't that. have to go to the upside down to do that that's not where she's going that's not where she's going when she when they have her find the russians she goes to the upside down she sees them in the upside down the little blank space i guess it's not the upside down it's like in the in between it's like an in between i don't think it's the upside down. okay so yeah to do okay the moving on but my question just is, like, because he seems to be the only other one that can do that that we see. He's the only other one we see that can do that. But he's the only one we see do lessons like that. Do any of the other kids have different powers? Here's... Or, like, is Kali telekinetic? How did Kali escape? I... I don't know. I... Which I have a comment in the last part of this. But my theory is that... So, Brenner was making these kids to be utilized as weapons right i know so i think they probably do have other abilities he probably only hones in on the fact that they can see what's going on in different parts and their telekinetic abilities because they're probably the only two that are like that he deems useful as a war 
weapon. You know what I mean? So do we think he like fired Collie? I don't think he fired Collie. <laughs> she escaped and I don't know Collie. how she did that. But clearly some of them have different ones because one, well, one is like the original and he wasn't made by Brenner. Okay. How did one get his powers? I don't know. We'll f- I, I'm hoping we'll figure that out in the next oh, part. But God, anyway. So many Vecna questions again. I just, I don't like the majority of these other mouth breathers that she's stuck in the fucking lab with. Okay. Mike Wheeler. They're rude. And um, can we all just agree? Peter's definitely, even though he says it was Papa, he's definitely the one that let those kids out of their rooms and who let them attack Eleven and when she gets her, like, extra time because she, she forces two out of his circle and she's the only one who's ever done it when okay. they're doing the training. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I, saw... I think Peter lets those kids out and lets them attack her. Interesting. I saw, I did see something not that long ago on Tumblr that was, like, it couldn't have been Brenner who set that up because Brenner's not sneaky that way. Mm-mm. He wouldn't, he would have just killed her. He would have just had her killed. Yeah. If he were trying to get rid of her. And I don't think he is trying to get rid of her. He seems to have had to have formed. He seems to actually have formed attachments to these kids and in his weird, sick way, care about them. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. But like he jokes around with six. Is it ten. six? It's ten. I don't know numbers. We called him six the entire first episode. <laughs> By the way, guys, disclaimer, we now know that that was 10, not six. We were talking and the about the Eddie may be 10, not six, but I Awkward. feel less and less like that theory is happening. Um, but I, if one of these mouth breathers laughs at my girl again, I'm reaching for the roller skates. And also, uh, two might po- po- quite possibly could be Angela's soulmate. <laughs> two bees in a goddamn pod. But uh, then we see that, like, Peter gets punished. And, like, this is, again, like, where scenes make me sick. Like, we could have just alluded oh, to I was, that. I didn't want to see Yeah, it. I was so... First of all, I'm not a big torture fan. And that made me no. really want to vomit. <laughs> especially when they started... Well, you know what I mean. Especially when they started dragging him out of the room. I, just, I really got sick at that part. Um, until I realized who Peter was. And then the second time around watching that, I went, yeah, kid deserves it. Yeah, he does. And I don't, I wonder if Brenner's not punishing him because he helped Eleven, but because he, he clearly making him an orderly was to punish him because he, Brenner could not do any, control him or do anything with him. Like he's just all bad. I didn't think it was necessarily to punish him so much as it was to, I have to contain this. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I think it was containing him. I think he got a little bit of like feeling like he punished him. Oh, I'm sure. Like seeing other kids with abilities get to like, in Brenner's mind, strive, whereas he could never morph what's like Henry into <laughs> what he wanted him to be. Um, and now we have Yuri, Murray, Yuri, Murray, Yuri, um, Murray. It rhymes. And they they they're out of their crash landing, and Murray's like traveling the woods. That's when he looks I, like Harry Styles. Somehow, the most. somehow Murray survived the wilderness. I don't get it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have. And Joyce is like all huddled up and we see that they have tied Yuri to the tree. And I'm just saying, I don't think she was bluffing when she was just going to leave Yuri. Joyce is the woman who would have left him tied to a tree in the snowy woods in Alaska and been like, die, bitch. (laughs) And I just, I love her. I love Joyce. I do too. Um, And that's pretty much all we have to say about that. But then we're with the Russians and I don't remember the Last Supper looking that bleak. like am i alone in that (laughs) it makes me think of um that scene makes me think of the young volcanoes music video oh yeah from 
Fallout Boy Save Rock and Roll. It also makes me think of Hook when Robin mm. Williams goes back and they all have the make believe um, feast, which still confuses me, but also still I really want it. <laughs> uh, I remember when they walked into the room, <laughs> Mara and I looked at each other and I was like, Last Supper. This is their last supper. They're going to they're going to go into the thing tomorrow. <laughs> and I guess the the Russian guys just didn't get that. They were just we like knew. we're getting fed. Like, honey, I think you've been in this Russian prison long enough to know. Um, but this this scene was the hardest scene for me to watch. This was this was one of the scenes Mara had to watch for me. <laughs> Simply, Simply because, because- <laughs> Lainey doesn't like the sound of people eating. It really freaks me out. I know so- it's mean. And I try my hardest not to comment it's or be common. like say something. It is. It it's something. It it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. It makes my whole body like feel tingly and gross. And if it helps, guys, I don't like hearing myself eat either. She really doesn't. I I don't like it. Um, I just have. I also just have like a problem eating in front of people I'm not super comfortable with. I don't know why, but to me, eating is a very private thing. <laughs> um, and then. Hopper's like talking about the Demogorgon, what this is, da, 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 da. and he's like got that nutcracker thing, which is basically like that a thing hammer. was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying, and you were like, these people just think Hopper is the craziest person in the they world. They had to. But my, Hopper is the craziest person. I know in the world. he is, but still. But I knew when he, and I'm sure most people knew that he clearly was because he, he wasn't like eating. He seemed kind of disinterested. He was clearly thinking of a plan and he was i knew he was gonna steal something especially because he had the like flask or whatever i didn't know if he was gonna steal something but i knew that he was thinking if i because i saw him drinking and he wasn't eating which if you don't eat and you get and you start drinking you're gonna get incredibly drunk i thought he was trying to avoid having to fight the demogorgon i thought he was like if i'm so intoxicated i can't even stand it's not a game for them they're not gonna put me in there i don't think it's much of a game anyway well, but, it's not, but they obviously view it as that. Yeah. Um, and then he comes out and he attacks the Russian guard so that he can like pickpocket the lighter. Oh no, he doesn't attack the Russian guard. He attacks Hawkeye, Dimitri, yeah, Enzo. So he attacks him and <laughs> like surprise attacks him. And Enzo was like, "What the absolute fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" <laughs> and so then the guard like beats the shit out of Hopper and Hopper picks up the lighter or whatever and they get put in the thing and then so it's like do you feel like are you happy now like what the fuck and hopper's like and yes, hopper's like you. yeah i am thank you thank you for your services <laughs> but i just i think we should get to keep hot guy we didn't get to keep alexi so i want to keep hot guy um i need the duffers to let me keep him i need hot guy to move with his son to america and just become best friends with the hoppers i need mikhail to join the party he, i Same. think mikhail needs friends we don't even know how old this kid is. No, but the way he talks about him, he seems to be about the same kid. The same... The same kid? Age, the same age as the kids. Um, And also, last question about this episode. Where the fuck did they get a Demogorgon? I still... Well, I mean... <sighs> no. I don't know. Because clearly... They've opened the gate there, haven't they? Or like I they did know. in America. Did they find a Demogorgon while they were opening the gates? I don't know. That's what my question is. And like, how did they contain it? And also, I don't know. since the beginning of since season one ended, we've kind of been under the impression that there was only ever one Demogorgon. I did think there was only one so Demogorgon. So how many Demogorgons are there? And 
are they just running around in the upside down and like how did they not with the demobats are attacking the kids in the upside down why aren't the demogorgons so i'm why just, aren't the demodogs see i do too this brings up the question how is the upside down what is the upside down why is the upside down and just like how does the upside down work also i don't see it as much but someone did point out that the graphics from season one to this season were different for the upside down they were and there it's it's almost like going from watching the first two harry potter movies to watching Mm -hmm. the rest of the harry potter movies which was kind of a bummer i do like the it was more cgi this season is what someone said and then the first season it was more like traditional 80s graphics yeah um which i really liked and i wish they would have stuck with that more um but yeah i just don't first of all we know the upside down is frozen in time. Why is the upside down frozen in time? Like that's what we find out this season, mm-hmm. this episode. We find out that it's stuck in 1983, the day that Will went missing. But why? In this, because it's not the day that the gate was open. No, it's, it's the, not. Day it's the day Will went, went missing. Well, if that was the same day though, because it's supposed to be the same day, because Elle escapes the same day. Does she? Yeah, she's out in the woods. She escapes that same day. Oh yeah, the same day that he yeah. But does she escape the day she opens the gate? We don't know that. Good point. Also, how does she escape? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. And is the upside down. So, and this is where things get confusing. Did Will create the upside down somehow? Like with his mind? Or did Eleven create the upside down? Or is it as Dustin suspects and it's been around for forever. It's just an alternate universe. Which seems the most plausible especially with D&D being like a multiverse kind of situation. Yeah. That seems the most plausible, but still not totally sold on that. And then like, or did, did Vecna create the upside down? A lot of people think that maybe but he was like pushed into the upside. A lot we'll of people that. think that the upside down didn't exist. Vecna was pushed into like a void and then he went and was trying to possess will and kidnapped him. And in doing so, and, like, the gate was opened that day. And so, like, he was able to bring a little bit of the world into his, like, alternate dimension world. And he crafted the Upside Down around the day that he saw. And that's why it's all stuck on that day. I don't know. There are so many theories. And then, obviously, it could just be that it's stuck on that day because the whole season is supposed to be a time fuck. Right. Um, anyway i don't know <laughs> i have no idea i that, don't know just, i feel like that burned through a lot of shit it did. Um, my head hurts so now we're on the last episode season episode season seven episode Chapter seven seven the massacre at hawkins lab disgusting and uh we start off with our teens who um have tried synchronized swimming for the first time and they all jump in after steve oh this is where we find out the stuff that i just said we found out yeah <laughs> might be it's all okay um i jump in after steve too same let's be honest i like that nancy and i wouldn't make it that far down but i try oh me either i i have asthma guys <laughs> my lungs are shit um also i have post-covid lungs they're real shit <laughs> i don't have either of those i'm just um a baby no. um and then so they all get sucked into the upside down and steve has this very badass moment with the Demobats. And- Which, by the way, I didn't even think about it until someone was posting the makeup for that scene on Instagram today. But his back was scraped along that road. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that. Um, But 
Steve kicks Demabat ass, no thanks to Robin, who abandoned all hope for Steve and was like, there's one coming at Nancy. <laughs> BRB. Like, okay. <laughs> I think it was, I have a better chance of rescuing Nancy on my own, and then we can both get Steve. It's that thing where like or, your mind works in overdrive and you don't even know what's happening. Was it just something new is happening? I have to jump to that. It or that. was it Nancy's in more danger than Steve is right now? Or is it Steve? Steve is the reason I came here, but he would want me to save Nancy. There are so many questions. Why did Robin choose to do that? What the fuck was Eddie doing? <laughs> Why did we just so minutely pick that apart? I don't know. <laughs> that was ne- unnecessary. I the point know. is, Steve is basically Ozzy Osbourne. And then over the river. Mom, I'm coming home. Over the river and through the woods to Nancy's bedroom we go. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, they did. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um. And this is where we find out, because she's like, I have guns. And Eddie and Robin are like, Into the thick of it. Mm, Into the thick of it. Eddie literally says guns, plural. (laughs) Oh, God. That's a good one. I love it. I like that Steve's not even surprised. He's just like, yeah. Well, he knows, obviously. (laughs) I know he knows. Because then she mentions one, and he's like, yeah, almost shot me with that one. And she says, you almost deserved it. Well, he did. I mean, he did. I love Oh, I love that. We'll get to that when we talk about season one. I can't talk about that now. I got to talk about that in season one. <laughs> it's coming, guys. Um, oh, I didn't Something ask. is coming. <laughs> Very first opening line. Something big. Is that what the next line is? I don't know. I don't fucking know. And on the opposite side, because this is where everything's like happening all at once. We have the cops are now at the Wheeler's house because they're looking for and the And hopefully we'll club. bring at least Karen, if not some of the parents into this. Hopefully. <laughs> and Callahan, they decide to interrogate the kids, and they pick Mac first. Max first, and then when they're done, Callahan's like, "Honestly, that was a bad choice. She was kind of mean." And I, I pause it every time because I just think it's the fucking funniest thing. Callahan's hot. I don't think I've said that yet. But <laughs> I Callahan, need people to know that I think that Callahan's hot, and he has the porn stash, and it's amazing. Do we have and- to? Can we? Do you have to call it that? I mean, that's what you called it the other day, and that's what it is. Um, Callahan here, he's like, he's super, super hot. I mean, Callahan's been hot super since hot. the beginning, but he's also creepy. Like when he goes upstairs and he's like, oh, that part's pigs, fucking disgusting. I don't like Callahan that. No, that part's in. awful. <laughs> like, that should never have been allowed to happen. Callahan is creepy, but no one is a match for Max's attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's, honestly, she was kind of mean. She was kind of mean. <laughs> but I Ted here it. is just like, sure, Ted, let's, let's give the kids jail time. That's what they need. Ted does not deserve Karen, okay? I, I literally I wrote him. that in the notes. Nice. I want him gone. She's the love of my life, and I want him gone. <laughs> now. I said, sure, Ted. Jail time is exactly what these kiddos need. Maybe try a hug. You don't deserve Karen. He d- <laughs> That's my letter to Ted. Um, That's my letter to Ted. But we bring Erica in here. Oh, yeah. Erica makes a comeback. And this is when we play tag with the lights again. <laughs> that, okay, that, so the teens and the upside down is so Goonies to me, especially in the moment when they're hovering around the light bright and like mm-hmm. the chandelier and stuff and like the, like the lights are all glittery and Steve thinks it tickles and stuff, which is the funniest thing to me. And I, I just love it. Like there are so many edits of that, those shots. And I just think the Goonies every time. And yeah. obviously I love the Goonies. Me too. And it's a throwback to season two when they're going to the tunnels and they have like the bandanas on. They look like the Goonies. Yeah. 
like I, it, it feels like another i don't know if it necessarily was supposed to be but it does feel like another goonies reference it feels very action adventure rather than just like sci-fi it felt the most government or- thriller original stranger things i agree to me more like yeah you're right like action adventure kids goonies kind of thing um and so we're explaining to erica everything that's been going on thank god and she's like okay but do you guys see this light over here and it's like no did you expect them to and <laughs> then they steal the light bright which uh, i want a light bright <laughs> i used they, to have one shut up they i was too young to even remember them we both played with it i don't know what you're talking about okay you think i remember anything i don't remember anything um but the light bright is everything to i me. want another light bright I want oh my a- gosh Lainey, what I want for my birthday and Christmas, uh-huh. a light bright and an easy bake oven. Okay. Oh, God, not another easy bake oven. Dad memories. I want an easy bake oven. Yeah, you're so mean to me. Anytime you had the easy bake oven, though. Well, we weren't friends then. <laughs> we weren't friends until high school. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, um, they take it from little baby Holly, and she's very upset. And she's like, for your something or whatever. For your services or whatever. She has right. her pack of Skittles. I don't think that's a fair trade. I think it's a fair trade. No, you stole my light bright. I want something more than Skittles. Nah. Lady, I want something a little more permanent. If someone handed you candy, you'd be fine. If it was sour candy, yes. That's true. It'd if have it to Skittles? be sour Skittles. I don't care. <laughs> sour Skittles? Yeah, any day. For me, I just need... I don't even... I don't want Skittles. Hurts so good. <laughs> Give me some peanut butter cups. <laughs> um, and then... So they run... They... They are conversing via the light bright, which is just a very fun thing to see anyway um and i <laughs> nancy writes so slowly and like kind of wonky and i was like what the hell Nancy? she's writing backwards no uh-uh. she she yes she does why would she write backwards i don't know well then maybe it's she, not a mirror you're right but she makes the letters really weirdly almost like she's writing them from the opposite maybe direction that you would maybe it's like a natalia dyer thing maybe it's because her hand is in a ball of light that's not an actual thing and she's trying to no, write like, and make it look normal like if she makes the e she goes like from the bottom over up over and then the middle like it's oh weird. some people write their e's like that but that's not the only one she does like that i don't know i don't know it's just weird people have their own handwriting like when she writes a d i feel like she does this so i'm wondering now if some it's people a do that dyer thing maybe i was too harsh it's interesting. Oh, handwriting things are very interesting to me. And so they run. They figure out that well, Dustin figures out our little brain figures out that there's the gate at every murder site. Which I want to know how we're just missing a gate in the middle of a road. That's a good question. Like, the heart, the we heart. should go back to that. Um, we should. We should. And he's like, so go back to the trailer. Go back to the trailer. Especially because that's on the way to the trailer. Yeah, I know. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. So they go back to the trailer. Do you think he just used the one from the trailer to get to Fred? Mm, Maybe. Also, theory to talk about. Maybe he did. But anyway, so the kids meet them at the trailer. And I want to know what the fuck happened to Eddie's mattress. I know he says, ignore the stains. stains," Or I didn't make those. And it's like, someone made those stains, Eddie. Also, like, his mattress looks straight up like they pulled it from the upside down. More importantly, I want to know why the government officials came in. So that woman was in Hawkins at some point. Yeah. We at least know that. And they made his uncle leave so they could test this gate. They could test what was going on. And then the kids show up and these people are, like, nowhere to be found. 
Well, because I'm sure they've taken their sample and left. <laughs> Why and wouldn't they have that on like close watch though? That's a gate to the upside down and they're just not I watching don't know, it? Because they're not they're more like I don't know. They're there to make I'm, sure nothing I'm sure happens. we'll find out. That's they, not they did the a point. shit job, but I'm sure I'm they just will find confused. Out. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, be confused. I think that's the point. I don't like it. And then this is where I don't understand physics. Like I did more. I was like, how are they? What are they? And I was like, I understand like the way they're going to come out, but I don't understand like, no, where is the I'm suspended in between two points of gravity. And like, I feel like, wouldn't that fuck up your body? When are you upside down? And and when are you right side up? Wouldn't it be pulling you like kind of apart the gravity on each side? That's when you hit that center point. Nope. I don't like it. Or am I dumb? I don't know. I need and also <laughs> at what point are you upside down? So we keep calling it the upside down because they're like, upside down when you look through it. No, I know there, but that's because it's on the ceiling. But if it's like in a wall in front of you, like in season two when Elle comes out of the wall in uh-huh. the middle school, she just comes out of it normally. Well, I mean, it looks like she's being birthed from the wall, and it's disgusting. But she just walks out of the wall straight. Um, maybe She's not they upside hadn't thought down. About it yet. I have questions. I do too. I have questions about physics. Um, I took physical no. science, and I, I was don't have questions. Hor- about I was physics. horrible Wait, at it. I'm sorry. Is physical science physics? physics? Yeah, it's like all the math and shit. Physical science, where you like find out the velocity of shit, oh and like God. it has like an acceleration point. I never put that. Together. I most of what this I this is did why I'm bad at science. Was that I played the the. D- DRS, D- what is it? RDS, S- S- MDR. What? What are you saying? <laughs> the the game, the slappy card game, with Grace Stukenborg. ERS, ERS, Egyptian Rat Screw. Yeah, I played that in that class. Anyway, so they're running outside. The kids are running in the normal Hawkins world. The kids in Hawkins are running to the trailer, and Erica's like. Um, putting holes like has like a screwdriver or whatever and is putting holes in the tires of the cop cars and she says it's just a no, level one misdemeanor she only, she, <laughs> she only does it on the, um, the front tire one, yeah and someone pointed out that that had to take a lot like that was an actual thought to be like i have to do it on this one because all the other cars are trapped in now yeah um but I feel Erica on the it's just a level one misdemeanor like it's the chaos it's the chaotic good in her which is funny because she says she's a chaotic good half elf or whatever. Half elf, elf rogue. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, I like that that fit. That was cute. And then Nancy gets stuck in Vecna's curse. Nancy gets Vecna. It's very confusing when she's like, you see her like trying to come out from the other side and then she falls into the black. And you just don't know what's going on. And then like, all of a sudden Steve's yelling at her and, and she's like she's just tranced out. And you're like, huh? oh my God, that's stressful. It's I thought it's how rude that. Vecna just let her believe she was getting out of the upside down. Right? What the fuck? What a dick. <laughs> um, but and then comes the whole reveal, the whole story, the I plot twist of the we century. Would do the Russian part first. That works too. <laughs> Before we did like the big part. <laughs> that works too. Um. So over in Russia, we have um Joyce and Murray have Joycey Yuri <laughs> Murray and Yuri. This is what I deal with. Hey. you deal with me yeah <laughs> when i go horrible oh, and you spend 20 minutes trying to figure out where it's from and i know the whole time but i don't say it. that laugh again 
That's not what it was. It gets worse every time. Anyway, so um, Joyce and Murray are now at the Russian prison. Murray is impersonating Yuri. And Murray, Yuri, Murray, Yuri. <laughs> so they put all the prisoners who just had their last supper thing into like the little arena, I would call it. It's almost like a gladiator lion situation. It makes me think of the Hunger Games. It makes me think of gladiators and a lion. I mean, me too. But... Um, but And they're going to let the Demogorgon out, which this Demogorgon looks like like very he went rabid <laughs> right like he's like very but i'm sure he's pale because he's like not ever out in the sunlight but this demogorgon is very was pale. the demogorgon ever in the sunlight no but like maybe it's just because he's been captured but you remember the gorgon the the gorgon the demogorgon the from the first season and they're like very brown yeah toned. i mean i know what you're saying i'm and just saying like that white. i don't think it's because he's not getting the sun it looks skinnier and it looks a little it looks hunched and like a little more animalistic like well, yeah because they've basically treated him like it is it, it's very much so an animal in captivity and it's terrible it's horrible um but hopper has soaked this spear rag in the vodka and he's trying to set it on fire and it's just not lighting and it's the most stressful five minutes of my life and it's like well yeah because you sat there with it lit for like 10 seconds while laughing with your new pal enzo <laughs> and enzo was like oh my god oh my god get come on get it ready american 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 and i'm like uh yeah he has a name but also we call him enzo and that's not his name so i can't be mad about that <laughs> we don't even call him that we call him hawkeye um we do call oh he's i feel like he'd ap- appreciate that hopefully so Mara couldn't watch this scene because it's, Ooh, too it's, much blood. There's a lot of blood. Mara doesn't like blood. There's a lot of blood. Doesn't bother me. Um, also, can we just talk about how does how does the Demogorgon? First of all, if you watch this with subtitles, first of all, like eight times. But if you watch this with subtitles, it describes this part of this and what the Demogorgon does as Demogorgon feeds wetly, and it is the most disgusting phrase I've ever read. And can you stop? gawking at the cat i'm not gawking at him i'm staring at him lovingly because he's my he's baby demogorgon <laughs> he's my little he's Pennywise, a demigorgy my flurkin my demigorgy my son of odin my brother of <laughs> thor and loki my anyway, thunder kitty he has a thunder kitty um so it to thunder me cats anyway so to me i don't know if it looks like this to anyone else but it looks like the demogorgon is sucking their insides out through their face <laughs> No, he only like attacks their face. But anyway, Mars not watching. I am, and she hears one shriek from the Demogorgon, and she goes, "Oh my god, what happened? Is Hawkeye dead? Please tell me he's still alive." I panicked. I did. <laughs> you true. did. It was sheer panic. Hawkeye lived. Um, spoiler alert. And the Demogorgon. So Hopper finally gets the thing lit. It's lit. He's <laughs> lit, and so he's like pushing the demogorgon back and they're trying to get to the door and clearly hot guy cannot open this door and this is where joyce takes over a russian prison and, and decides to none of because us she decides she's the boss because she is and she pushes every single button known to man yeah because she's perfect and so they get the door open and they're moving in and they're trying to close it and the demogorgon's like pulling it open and hopper throws the spear at his face and he gets stuck but it also looks like when you're like trying to like sneeze it looks like the demogorgon sneezing to get it looks it like out. a cat sneezing and i don't know how oh, they're and... gonna get out of this russian prison but i don't want to talk about it because i'm gonna throw up the hug between joyce and hopper the reunion is the only thing it. i lived for it's the only reason i cared about it this was plot. it was it was the moment of hope in the episode that you need to get past this episode 
Anyway, now we get to the big climax, and this still has to do with Nancy because it kind of parallels. So, Peter and Eleven are the most obvious people in the world when they're playing this chess game. Yeah, He's they like, are not subtle. Don't show emotion. Don't let them know that we're talking. Don't let them. And then they both look Keep looking at the, at the camera. camera. Long pauses. And it's not. It's so obvious that he hands her that, that card under card. the table. Because they're both like. Ugh. They're both full <laughs> leaning and just going. While like looking at the camera. The like camera. don't catch don't me. Don't look at me. Guys. And I'm like, uh-huh. Sure. Could never be spies. Uh, And then. I So he takes Eleven down to like. What I can only imagine is like a boiler room. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, And he, there's like the little great vent thing that leads it's to the, outside um, so like the drainage thing if you play yeah right but if you play the stranger things game on your phone uh-huh. um the final boss scene is kind of like a boiler room situation and that's what i imagine oh my gosh was that intentional i don't know i'm gonna have to play the game again but yeah oh that's God. the that's the that's the scene i thought of when i saw that was that scene in the game and now okay. i'm intrigued um and so it just makes me did he help is he the one that helped Kali escape like is that how Kali escaped did he try and, and convince like okay so and here's my thing even in hindsight i'm not totally positive he was trying to manipulate 11 into taking the thing out of his neck i no, think she yeah. just is the kind of person who would offer to do that because he's helping her so she thinks she needs to help him and he's like i ain't gonna look a gift horse in the mouth i do think that he was trying to help her escape because I think that he had some sympathy for her in the sense that he saw himself in her and thought, if I can ever find a way... What the fuck did he see of himself in her? I don't know. If I can ever find a way out of this, then she could be my ally. I think he was. I think it was kind of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was necessarily trying to move it in a way that she would take the chip out of him. However... Did he help Kali escape? And if that's the case, did he think Kali would help? If he did manipulate Eleven, did he think, did he try and manipulate Kali? But Kali didn't have that kind of power as far as we know. That's what, So I, did they fire her? They did not fire Kali. I think they fired Kali. She says that she escaped. My theory, I don't necessarily think that he was trying to manipulate Eleven into getting the chip thing out. Although it just looked like a little metal bar. And so I think it was... He thinks that if he is helping the certain kids escape, they're going to do what he thinks that, like, he was doing, which is, like, righting wrongs, basically. And Kali does that. So that's what makes me think he helped her escape. She's like, I have to go over the bat. I have to go after the bad men. And she does. Okay. Because, and we'll talk about this when we do season two, but she does reiterate a lot of the same points that he says. Uh And so, oh my gosh, I didn't put that together. (gasps) Oh my god, yeah. you're a genius. I know. Yeah. No, don't take that. No. <laughs> I take it back. Um, but also, so he she takes the chip out and the people come downstairs and he has a new hairdo all of a sudden. And, and it's hot. It's so, like he went from giving me the ick to giving me the hots. Like what the fuck? He went from being like kind of Willy Wonka-ish to Jace Lightwood, Herondale, Morgan Stern, Wayland. Jake Swayland, yeah. Jake Swayland! <laughs> um but the guys come down and he does like the cocking his head to the side and it like breaks their necks. Eleven learned that trick. That's that's, that's what first, I said. That's the first thing we see her do. In that's season what one. I, I know. said. He did that. And I went, oh, that's where she learned it from. You and did. then I saw someone make that exact same comparison on Tumblr. And I went, yeah, you get it. <laughs> this is like the worst group of scenes to date, though, of like anything I've ever watched. Oh, ever. It's oh, 
horrible. It's horrible. Stop uh, it. I can't. It's like, when it, apparently. Stop. <laughs> and they're like references to things that I don't know what they are. They're just from people I've listened to. Um, it is good that, Hi. like, I like finding out that. And I didn't think she did it at the beginning, but that's basically what they show you and tell you. But it is nice to find out that El- Eleven is not the one who killed all of these oh, thank people. God. Right. Because I spent that whole time going, there's no way it's her. There's no way it's her. How am I supposed to find sympathy with her if this happened? Nope. There's no way it's her. But I'd repress this trauma too. Oh, I would 100% repress Especially because like, he almost breaks her. Um, so she ends up fighting back against him because clearly Eleven's good. She's a superhero. Mike is right. And she gets herself to not break which i had to watch the scene because mara couldn't look at all of the chaos that had happened but i don't like the part where they break and it really freaked me out to see like her straining wanted to vom and she yells she does her little 11 thing where she yells and throws her hand up and he like crashes through the wall and then she opens the gate and he falls through and then he like becomes half melted he looks like two-faced for a while from batman so that all happens but while he he's explaining to her before she does that when she's up in the air and all like starting to twist and everything like that he's explaining to her all about creel house and when he was a kid and all this stuff and i think it's really fun that we get him narrating that to 11 but we see it when nancy he has nancy in her little vecna he's narrating to both of them essentially essentially yeah but we're hearing what he told 11 yeah so i th- i think that's a very fun little parallel thing are we i thought I, we were hearing what he told nancy i didn't think so because he's like telling 11 he's like explaining to 11 like you should join me and she's like no i don't know um i want to know why he shows nancy all of that um, what is his purpose for a that? lot of people think exposition it was just a way to give us information that's boring I agree, and I think there's more to it than that. Um, I don't know what that would be necessarily, other than, I mean, if any of those kids are going to do what he does, it's going to be Nancy. She's definitely got the attribute of righting wrongs. Yeah. Holding people accountable. Um, She's got traits like that. I don't like that. I don't either. Uh, It's not my favorite Because I don't think Nancy doesn't look at it as, I have to right this wrong. I know she doesn't. She's like this is not this is not justified or like something needs justice and she goes after it i agree i think the problem is that vecna sees himself in like 11 and maybe in nancy whereas they have the same like thought of like justice and things need to be right you can't just do whatever you know but they have but they morals. do it for good <laughs> and he he look he thinks he's good so he sees that in them and he's like yes i'm good they do it too and it's like no. no 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 you're backwards no. you're backwards you're wrong you're Thank upside you. down <laughs> oh wow it's like two sides of a coin um right okay so that's basically where the show ends i'm sorry <laughs> me. um and from there we have your theories we'll i feel into- like we talked about quite about quite a few of them as we went we did we'll get into some theories so um and one thing that i want to talk about here specifically this isn't so much a theory as it is a question so someone pointed out that okay and it kind of lends into the theory so someone pointed out that 11's vocabulary is better in her memories mm-hmm. than it was when she escaped mm-hmm. and now here's where things get tricky 
because are we seeing it? Is she so present 11 is putting herself into these memories. Obviously, you never remember anything exactly. So if it's present 11 putting herself into those situations, then of course she's going to remember it with her better vocabulary. Mm -hmm. But then is she also how do it's so confusing there's so much and it's because it all there's so much time stuff like Mm -hmm. her going back in time to relive memories how does that even work and i (laughs) i just like there's too much to even like sometimes kind of wrap my head around with the i don't think most people can wrap their head around a time theory and i understand that and i do hope that that's where the show is going because I do like the idea. Someone po- someone said that the idea would essentially be this volume trapped us in its time warp. Like everybody, like things don't seem to make sense. None of the times add up. So like 11 says that it's only like 135 days since she's seen Mike, which kind of adds up if he came for Christmas and or Thanksgiving. But Will says he hasn't seen Mike in a year. And it's about to be like the year mark since season three. Which is weird because he left in October. So maybe Will's just exaggerating. And that can be taken that way. But then you get into they forgot Will's birthday. Maybe he's saying it's been a year since I moved. But it hasn't. But it's been about a year. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So he's exaggerating a little bit because uh-huh. it hasn't been exactly a year. But you would say, oh, it's been a year because it's yeah. technically the new year. So that could be debunked, but also could mean something. Then Will's birthday, the writers are trying to say that they just forgot about it technically could be true if it is that i mean you forgot about it that seems loose it's like if you forget something once you're not gonna forget that again and it was just such a like you don't mention anybody else's birthdays and you don't mention will's birthday ever again so i just don't see how you would forget that like i feel like that would be one glaringly obvious piece of information that you would keep from a character and then there's obviously the fact that the upside down is stuck back in time and on the fact that we're like focused on clocks all throughout the season clocks throughout the whole season there are just so many hints and references and like eddie kind of getting stuck in like a like the he's you know gone through his senior year several times times and stuff like that they're just so and like nancy and steve are kind of regressing back into like yeah almost dating which is unfortunate and i hope doesn't happen Mm -hmm. there are just so many things that aren't adding up and I do hope that the show is going in a, we have to put, they're they're essentially trying to put us in our own Vecna trance, which would be a cool reason to give us a month in between the volumes. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes the m- most sense for that reason specifically. And then obviously you get into all the theories of like how the upside down was created. You know, was it Will who created it because he was taken into the upside down and he's got this vivid imagination and he's experienced a lot of trauma and it's like his escape. I don't think Will could have created it because Vecna's in the upside down, but but Vecna came before Will was taken. So how would Vecna have existed in a space that did not exist yet? That's a solid point. But did he create Vecna? I mean, we see what no. happens to Vecna so through Vecna's eyes, I guess. Like, we're not seeing Eleven remembering it. We're seeing him remembering it. So I guess no. But also, was he in, like, some liminal space and found a way into the, the Upside Down that Will created? That's a question. 
Was it Eleven that created the Upside Down by sending Vecna into the Upside Down? I feel like she didn't create it. I feel like it was there. So that's what I feel. Is right. You are working with the assumption that Dustin is that the Upside Down has always been there, which I think makes the most sense in the game of D and D being a multiverse. Uh-huh. So I think it makes sense that if we're following D and D rules for monsters, we would for that. Now, why it's stuck or how the Upside Down became to be i mean okay if we're looking at the upside down as specifically what if we're going by D rules i feel like there has to be a dungeon master but also we don't know enough about D to actually say these are all D rules no that's important to note but they do base a lot of this off of dungeons and dragons they do someone actually said um so since all the monsters seem to perfectly replicate D monsters does that mean that in this timeline in this series did the creators of the upside down or did the creators of D and D somehow make it to the upside down? And that's where they're, they base the whole game out of, which I think is interesting a little bit. It is. I don't know how I feel like accurate mm-hmm. or essential to the plot. Any of that would be, but it's, it's, it's kind of an intriguing theory. Yeah. Um, and so then it's mostly just, so because when Vecna's falling through this like murky, lightning space thing yeah it doesn't really look like the upside down Uh and also where he is in the upside down doesn't look like the the upside upside down down. it seems to be his own mindscape it's separate from the upside down so which dustin thinks that you might be accessing his mind when you go there right which is kind of like it always makes me think of legitimacy but he brought nancy there right on purpose which is stressful i don't know I just there are so many questions just about how every like I and I don't know why I didn't have these questions before the season. Maybe it's because so much right now relies on how any of this works. Yeah. But I just don't know how any of it I think works. that's really intriguing though and really good for the show is that there are so many questions and they all lead to such a different path that you can't figure out what it is, but each one would be very interesting to explore. I agree. And I really don't think the mind flayer is the big boss i don't know if vecna is i don't know what's happening there's like, a lot who controls the upside down i don't know because the mind flayer doesn't seem to i mean he he controlled the demodogs but they're saying everything in the upside down is a hive mind so did he really control them so much as like they were just an extension of them right and how does vecna work into that exactly because the Mind Flayer doesn't seem to be controlling Vecna. Vecna seems to be doing right. what he wants. Also, sorry. You but he he and the Mind Flayer had nowhere near the same motive. They don't have the same goal. As far as we know. I don't think. And that brings the up the question. The Mind Flayer's was to take over Hawkins. Or to take over the world. Well, that seems to be Vecna's too. But his seems to be more selective in I am going to keep a certain people type right of people around whereas the mind flare was like i will kill Get anyone all and everyone okay and this is where the question comes in of what is vecna's purpose why is he suddenly doing this now why is he choosing the people that like why is it only teenagers so far i have wondered about that why i want to know why that is it um as far as things that might happen in the next season I really you hope mean the next volume. Yeah, the next volume. Sorry. I really hope that Nancy and Steve don't get together. However, I hope that they both live. <laughs> I, yeah. My one hope for this next volume is that everybody lives. It's I think so someone unrealistic. I think someone said that Um, I think one of the teens said it, like 
one of the actors said a major character dies i'm gonna lose my fucking what if it's joyce no there's no way what if it's someone we never thought it would be they're not gonna kill off joyce they're not gonna kill off joyce i feel like it's just as plausible as killing off 11 well no i still stand by they won't kill 11 or will until the end of the show entirely and that's if they do they can't kill any of them i agree like it can't it it won't be lucas no it won't be erica no i they already gave us a max why am i suddenly feeling like it's gonna be nancy and like that's why she's having this weird tug and pull with jonathan and steve and maybe that's why karen gets brought in and that's why karen gets brought in and she doesn't have her brother with her right now and also she's being vecnud in the volume two like teaser trailer there's a part where karen's protecting holly from something yeah in their house so does it have to do with nancy i don't know anyway there are just a lot of questions and honestly we're getting it's only june 9th never mind but i feel like we're getting we're not anywhere close so to- close to the <laughs> new volume i'm very excited um just to figure out what's going on but it's only two episodes and i know they're longer episodes but then i just feel like no they're not even the first I, episode is literally shorter than the last episode of volume two volume one okay i didn't like that but i feel like i'm gonna get a lot more questions and like almost no answers i do feel that way because everybody thinks this will end up this season will end up ending on a cliffhanger into season five when the I fuck just, are we gonna get season right five? Like th- it's there is no normal timeline between their seasons i already can't wait well i mean COVID kind of messed that one up anyway well yeah i already can't handle a month of waiting how am i supposed to handle more time than that guys just come talk with me on tumblr our also also account my personal account i don't care which one um you could also follow us on tiktok although i'm not gonna promise that i'll do as much talking there um i want to know what you guys think of these theories what you think the most compelling theory is if and who you think is gonna die i think the ones that make the most the ones that seem to be set up the best are steve and eddie no i refuse to let steve die i think murray's a valid option murray does seem like a valid option he's a fan like a fans like him a lot of people don't like him but i would still say he's like a main character because he's been in all but one season yeah but i feel like it has to be like one of the original characters which is the worst because like can you imagine being a part of what if it's karen I will not handle that well. Not only because Karen's great, but then they'd be left with Ted. Guys, we come back in July and I am sobbing because they've killed Karen. That's my villain origin story. (laughs) I need you all to know that now. So yeah, just tell us what theories you think you're thinking (laughs) in general. Which ones you think are cool. Who you think might die. Do you also think Steve's chest hair is hot? Share your Vecna songs. I mean, oh yeah. I know everybody's doing that now anyway, but I could I could always use a good excuse for new music. I would love to like make a little like a playlist of your guys's Vecna songs and like and I mean like yeah. Just like your favorite song or I feel like a song that you have a very strong emotional tie to. Shout out to our favorite songs. We put Mar and I both put our favorite songs on the playlist. Mm, yes, we Mine did. is Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. Mine's You Be the Anchor by Mayday. Um, Hands Down has been my favorite song. I don't even remember when it became my favorite song, but for a very, very long time, it's my favorite band. And we saw Dashboard Live, and they sent when Chris Caraba was singing Hands Down, which was the closer. He started crying at the very end. And like, so it ends with 
you meant it you meant it he sings that a couple of times again at the at the end of the actual song he sings it a couple of times but that he kept singing it and that went on for like a solid two or three minutes of him yeah. just singing that while we were all screaming and crying and singing it at and he him. was crying and he was like honestly guys this is one of the best times i've had singing that song like the crowd was so great for it and i know artists say that a lot at concerts but like i believe this it. man was crying and, and he was also, standing at the edge he wasn't even singing into the microphone right um i just want to know your thoughts i want to know your vecna song i want to get to have a little fun community of us but yeah thanks for listening i know we talk a lot but that's why you're here <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's why i'm here if not i'm sorry and what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> like that's what we're that's why we did this we talk a lot <laughs>